a FAM production for all things mattress. FAM.news. Welcome to Just Stories with BT, a show that brings you remarkable stories of success, comedy, failure, and redemption directly from the people who've shaped the landscape of our professional worlds. You'll laugh, you might cry, but most importantly, you'll be motivated to keep pushing to become a better version of you. Just Stories skips the cheesy 10-step processes and long acronyms and gives you just what you want. Stories that truly matter and will impact your life. Meet your host, Brett Thornton, a father, retailer, speaker, motivator, and lover of storytelling. Your transformational listening starts now. All right, everybody, I am so excited because today on the Just Stories podcast, we have an unbelievable guest that fully embodies um, the idea around what the Recycled Dreams series is all about, which is businesses who utilize giving back as part of their strategy. So without further ado, I want to introduce Keith Moneymaker. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I'm super, super humbled to be here. Uh, this is only my second podcast ever. And the first one was with, with Dos Marcos. So nice. just as humbled to be invited onto this one as I was onto that one. I, uh, I appreciate like, you know, people reaching out and seeing my story and wanting to kind of help me grow it and, 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 and kind of have that same idea that I have about, about how business should work. Yes. Well, um, what I want to do is, you know, the thing about just stories is that instead of kind of going into all the details around how people got to where they got or 10 step stories to success or whatever, like I really want to dig into some personal stories so people can get to know you a little bit. And then we really want to dive into this giving back kind of philanthropy and how that all got going and how people can actually do this and companies can do this themselves. Right. And right. so, but before we do, um, I want to do an intro for you, right? So, so right. people can kind of get to know about you. And unfortunately, like in podcasts, a lot of times, you know, people be like, Hey, tell me about yourself. And then it's a 20 minute rant and we don't have time for that. We got to get to the good stuff. Right. So I am going to introduce you for okay. everybody. So think, okay. think Ace Ventura, right? He, uh, in the first movie, he goes to find Ray Finkel's house and he goes up and he asks for Ray Finkel and the guy comes out the dad and points a gun at him. And he's like, tell me about, you know, what do you know about Ray Finkel? Right. And he, and he tells him. So I'm going to do that for you, okay? So if I miss anything major, you tell me. Are you ready? Okay, okay so it. everybody, this is Keith Moneymaker in like 60 seconds. Okay, here we go. All right. Full name, Keith Moneymaker. Yes, that is his real name, Moneymaker. It's German. It's a long line of descent. We're not sure where it's from. It could have been people who were really wealthy. could have been people who made money. could have been thieves. Who knows? We'll go with the first one. Uh, he's from Pembroke, North Carolina. Grew up there. Still lives there now. Um, his parents own a used furniture and antique shop as he grew up. So he grew up in retail. So he's all around it, playing hide and seek as he's a kid. So he knows sales, trust me. Uh, in 2002, though, horrific the accident happens. Roof burns down. They lose the store. His dad decides, you know what? I'm going to bounce to a new business of mattresses. Ergo, one day, Keith will take it over. Um, he grew up, ended up going to UNC Pembroke, hashtag go Braves. Uh, when he came back, he ended up taking over Sweet Dreams, which is the mattress shop. 2014, he met his wife, Darla, who's the better half, obviously. Um, in 2016, Hurricane Matthew swept through North Carolina. Massive destruction. It would change his life forever because it caused him to create, in 2017, his nonprofit, Dreams for All, which is what we're going to talk about today. In 2018, him and his wife adopted two baby boys from South Korea, which are amazing. 
2021. Today, his wife is almost pregnant, or she is pregnant, almost about to have another kid or have a baby, right? Which is really exciting. And in 2021, later this year, he will be dropping a groundbreaking philanthropy that I can't wait to talk about at the end of the episode. Boom! How'd I do, man? Amazing, except for I'm from Pinehurst, live in Pinehurst. I went to Pembroke. Other than that, you nailed it. <laughs> All right. In edit, I'm going to go back and yeah, cut that brain, out and do it again. No, so <laughs> it's a great story. And I love the, um, you know, I love knowing why and how people get into retail, especially, you know, just someone who wound up in the mattress industry, like who gets in the mattress, like who, you know, grows up like, I want to be a mattress salesperson. Not many people, but obviously from you actually living it and breathing it as a kid, is that kind of, did you always know as you grew up, like, I'm just going to roll into this? No, I, uh, it just kind of worked actually. Like I just, I could never figure out why I, I like selling mattresses. And what it ended up being more is I liked dealing with the, the public and be able to solve, be able to problem solve a need. I poured a lot of, you know, energy, for example, on a customer day-to-day basis, which has grown the company year after year and, and been able to embody that and show other staff how to do that. This is not just a mattress purchase. Somebody has to trust you if they're going to spend $3,000 on a big white rectangle because they're not going to cut it open. So if they trust you, they're not going to waste their time anywhere else. And you, the best you can do is genuine and be yourself and just and, and have knowledge about your product. And it served us well. And that's how all my staff sees and does everything with their own unique touches to everything. Yeah, absolutely. So before we really get into the giving back part, like I said, I really want, you know, myself and and the audience to get to know you a little bit. And so the way we do it, you know, as I kind of told you ahead of time on the Just Stories podcast is I ask you three stories, right, Um, that that I want you to think back to your career. It can be have to do with anything, but I really want to know um, what is just a really funny story, something that happened to you throughout your career that, that, you know, you'd love to share. And I'd love to share. Well, I think... I can relate to a lot of mattress guys, family businesses that had mattress stores growing up. Heck, maybe even guys that worked at mattress firm, we don't even know. But I think we can all say like our, all of our funniest stories was that one night we had to stay the night in our own mattress shop. And let's not, <laughs> no. not shy away from that. We all know we have done it. If you worked in a mattress store, you had the keys to the door. You stayed there one night. And I think that kind of like the funny story with that, though, I guess <laughs> that will bring this next part is I slept too long one Saturday morning and 7.30 a.m. I have a complete, like, like it's probably like 75 foot across showroom on one of the main entrances to Walmart. And it was like 7.30 in the morning on a Saturday morning. And I'm laying on a mattress against the back wall. There's nothing on the glass. And I hear the doors jingling to be open. And there's two little, little old ladies, like it was an older lady and her mom <laughs> jiggling the door. I, I don't know if they're open. I can't quite tell if they're open. And like, I see somebody there and I'm like, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I was, I was boxers. I was, I was passed out of sleep oh and, my God. and I like heard it, but I knew they couldn't see me. So I like military crawled around the bed and the floor. <laughs> I went through the bathroom door hallway, went in the back, got dressed, my polo on. And I walked to the front door. Hey ladies, how's they end up buying two tempur that day. So, nice. you know, it ended up being a, <laughs> being a good sale for the morning, but it was hilarious. Cause it definitely it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know we all slept in a store once or twice, but that was definitely a wake up call. I had to quit doing that after that. So oh that was my fun. God. That is hilarious. I can just see you being on the bed and like just army rolling right off. Oh, dude. Into the Didn't track between all the beds and trying to make your way back. <laughs> I have two entrances oh. to my back room. So I went out one, came out the other, act like I was never even here. So <laughs> Oh my God. I so, can yeah. I can relate. Not on that, not that 
type of level, but I did do it as well. I did it one time when I was in my young 20s and I was managing my very first store and it was the lowest volume store in all of California. So you'd basically get like maybe a guest a day coming in, but it was my first job as a manager. So I was really pumped and I had a, a, a guy get sick. So he was out all week. So I worked five bell to bells in a row. So five, 10 to uh, 10 to nine shifts. Great. With no help, no support. And on like the third day, I had never seen a guest the whole day, you know, from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And at like 8.59, I see the car lights come. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And a lady comes in with like a warranty issue. She's there till like 10 p.m. And then she leaves. And, and it's like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm so tired. And I had an inventory check in the morning. So I had to be at the store at 8 a.m. And it was like, like years. I was just like, you know what? Forget it. I went upstairs. There's like an upstairs. Put on an adjustable bed. You know, like put a movie in. And I'm like, I'm just sleeping here. Forget it. Yep. Way to do it, man. Like you Way said, we've all done it. So industry can only figure out how to turn their stores into like try it overnight hotels without the, the current town frowning upon it, saying somebody slept on it. I think we do better. Can we test it out? Yeah, tonight. Here's the keys. I tell people go. that all the time, but they don't take me seriously. But yeah, I've done it. So. Oh man. So I love that. Um, so obviously, let's transition to totally different topic. But you know, I want to know because you've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, and we'll get into in a minute um, what happened and why you started your foundation, you know, but what would you think when you look back at your career up until this point, you know, what, what, what's probably like the, has been the hardest moment or a huge challenge or a big failure that kind of like, you know, catapulted you into making a big change in your career or doing something different or having to evolve as a leader? The, if I had to name anything that was like one of my biggest life-changing moments in my career outside of my personal family world, this actually dove right into personal. Um, let me pull up a picture of this. And I, I only read this. I try not to, I know this, this has always been in my past, but I don't, I, I ponder on it often, but <clears throat> I uh, had a good friend, his shall remain nameless. We were friends since we were 12 years old. <clears throat> he had uh, been working for me since my family came up with the company. So I'm 32 now, company's 20 years old. So it would have been right when we opened the store, he'd come after school and help me and my dad headboard delivery, just hang out and play Xbox in the back, like we all did. Anyway, he had worked with me until about 2015, where the store got to be really busy. I was still gallivanting between here and college, not taking things seriously, but I was selling beds. Uh, but I was going to college three days a week. I did want to have some kind of a college life. I didn't want to like work it away. So everybody's freshman 20 pounds that you gain. I did the senior 20. So, you know, my last year of college was kind of my craziest year of college. So I was back and forth. Like I just, I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent into taking over the business quite yet. Um, but I was helping out quite a bit. And my buddy, he, uh, you ever have those friends that'll do anything to help you want well, in a company? I never recommend in a sense, never abusing that power. Unfortunately, it's served me the worst in a way, but it's also helped me the best because I've been able to reflect on it. Um, and he left me a letter one morning resigning. I haven't seen him or talked to him in seven years. Um, and one of the things that, that stuck out the most is <clears throat> it says, don't pile a bunch of hard manual labor on an old man and woman, speak highly of its importance, then run off to gallivant around. Try promoting a healthy work environment instead of playing dictator tycoon. I no longer call you master. I have nothing else pleasant or kind to say at this time. Leave me be. And 
and I had a few other things. Play the hand Murphy has dealt you. Quit feeling sorry and don't hate giving people the shaft. Things like that. Just, you know, said a lot of truthful things, but a lot of hurtful things. We never communicated about his discomfort working, nor did I ask. He also didn't say no. He wanted more work. I gave him more work. It just came to this fuzzling and it exploded. And at a wake up call, like I haven't seen the dude talk to the dude since. You know, I tried to reach out once or twice after, but I've yet to, yet to cross paths or see him ever again. And one of my closest best friends. So it hit hard. It was real tough dealing with that. Uh, <laughs> I was not okay with that. Um, but now that I reflect back and look on that, I've, um, I, I t- say a lot of, uh, I, I was around that time introduced to a gentleman named Mike Irwin, who runs a couple national nonprofits called the Positivity Project and TMRWB, which is Enriching Veterans Lives uh, After They Get Out of the Military Service. Um, and he's a good friend of mine, lives here in town, and we just became really good friends. I went to a couple leadership seminars, and that was around the time that Hurricane Matthew happened. And and I threw the idea by about him. I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I thought about a, this idea of charity. And since our store is called Sweet Dreams, Dreams for All, it just fussed, just worked. The Dreams for All Foundation. So he kind of like, right now, I don't know the exact timeline of things, but he kind of directed me to get that off the ground as a nonprofit. But before it became a nonprofit, when Hurricane, I found out about Hurricane Matthew hitting North Carolina and in Robinson County in the Southeast is some of the lowest, highest poverty in the state. And now you hit it with flood, which, you know, I don't have flood insurance. I guarantee a lot of those, those folks did not. Yeah. Um, like a month or two after that, one of my friends posted a Facebook video of driving around um, down there. And that's when the dreams for all moment kind of, I know I'm, I'm, I'm two different moments, but I saw pictures <laughs> in front of every single house of furniture piled in front from water three to four feet on the floor and a mattress on top of every pile. And that's what led me to create and start repurposing old bedding and sanitizing and, and getting it out to families in need. So the letter Hurricane Matthew are the two biggest sticking points that got me to where I am today in my business career. So, yeah. And so I, I want to dive into that a little bit more, you know, cause the, the third thing that I always want to, you know, ask people is, is really like, what was that defining moment? You know, what was the one story that really catapulted your business or your giving back or whatever it is? And I know we talked prior, but you said it really was Hurricane Matthew. So, you know, maybe dive into that a little bit further and, and, yeah. and just explain like so I and because I, I saw the video and maybe I can I'll try to, you know, edit some video on here so people can see. But basically, you know, there was just lines of, of people's stuff, right? They had to put all their junk out that, what was that? So people could take it away or everything. So that, so the trash, I mean, they were at this point, the water had finally gone away. There was like 600 plus families living in churches and schools, gymnasiums, schools were still closed. Like nobody was living in their house. And so they finally started doing tear outs when the water kind of succeeded, succeeded away. And just, yeah, everything people had owned was water screws it up, man. Water, water messed it up. If every piece of furniture in every single house was 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 filled with water, and in a low poverty area, you already have probably cheaper furniture, press wood, things like that. So this stuff, they had nothing. Um, and it, and I was like, man, the most important thing is a mattress. And and we live in a nicer area, so I was like, we get like nice beds all the time. So I just made like a Facebook call to, to call to arms and just like started taking used beds. We took around 300 beds just just down there with friends, my own workforce, whoever helped me. We took beds down. So. Eventually, I, that was that was the that was the big sticking point where it turned into more to just just to relief efforts after that, which we can get into. But that was like the biggest like, man, like the most basic need here here in Moore County, like Robinson County, 45 minutes away. People did not even know there were people like not even sleeping in their homes that this was going wow. on. 
So I made it a real aware situation. So it's, it's been yeah. very prominent in my area with the press and everything. And, and it catapulted, I mean, in a business sense, like people want to support a company that's giving back. So the more beds I sell, the more money I make, the more money I make, the more I can put money into the charity. I can pay my employees. I can do more deliveries. The more used beds I get back, I can sanitize. Like it's a, it's yeah. A, so w- walk me through that process too. So when somebody, so right now, you know, someone comes in, they buy a bed um, and you yeah. go there to pick up their old set, right? So what happens at that point from, from when you pick it up to getting to being able to donate it? Like, how does that even work? <clears throat> um, I've created a, a Facebook following um, on Instagram and Facebook. And for the longest time, we just took individual requests and people just tag me in things about, about picking up a mattress or somebody needing a mattress or somebody starting over. Uh, but the process is somebody buys a bed, we get a new bed back 90% of the time. I, I use bed. And about 60, 70% of the time that bed is clean. It's just old, but it's clean and it's usable. And I just did not want to take it to the dump. So it comes back to our warehouse. We keep everything, the new stuff and the used stuff separate. And we just recently got a kiln where we sanitize our own beds. It's a 32 foot kiln. But up until that point, we had this gentleman come in with a trailer that that um, essentially is legal is legal to sanitize mattresses. So he's verified by the state of North Carolina, which we will be soon because um, we have our own kiln now. So we're waiting on our law tags and everything, the little yellow stickers. Everybody knows yeah. they use mattress in the mattress industry. So uh, that bed, the plastic we take from that mattress, when we deliver a new bed, we wrap that old bed in. That old bed goes to our warehouse. That old bed goes in the cooker for two hours. Once we have a full load, we pull it out. It's tagged. We have... We are connected to all the social networks in our area, the homeless shelters, domestic abuse centers, all the social, all the uh, social workers at schools, the fire departments I work with closely when a house burns down. Um, I want to make sure beds are immediately taken out of that family, which we, we somebody did this past weekend. On their, their trailer burnt down on a Saturday. We were able to get them beds and actually some extra furniture the community donated the next day on a Monday. So we had a good agility spec with that. So they had beds to sleep on. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the process. I mean, it's, it's super elaborate. It's taken me five years of reps to really figure out because yeah. we, you know, people come in and it, it becomes word that, you know, you're giving away beds and that's a huge deal. So you have to figure out the, the, the system and the, and how exactly that works. And it's turned into great companies like avocado. Um, yeah. when somebody has a return, we're actually picking one up tomorrow believe it or not. Uh, nice. The lady had reached out, the customer reached out to us in Seven Lakes and and uh, they call us, we provide a donation receipt, that mattress, we bring it back, we cook it and that's a 30 day old mattress and that goes into somebody's home. I mean, so, you know, having great partners like that, we actually end up getting more used beds than we typically like deliver out because we are known and aware in the community of that. That's so phenomenal. So, so, so tell me too, you know, you mentioned it briefly, but you know, when did you start to realize like, oh, wait a minute, you know, this is a, yes, I'm doing, you know, our company's doing something great for the community. And, you know, so that part of it, amazing, right? Like we love all that, you know, our, our, our community loves it. Our employees love it. But when do you kind of realize, like, when did the light bulb go off that, oh, wait, our guests love this. Like our guests want to buy from us because of this thing, not, and, 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 and that's a reason to come to your store as opposed to, you know, the other sleep shop down the road. So almost instantly, like Facebook posts that we were going to be doing this, like letting people know to reach out to us, made the awareness level there. And then our local press, the pilot wanted to reach out um, and do some publicity. It was almost instantly like people like were hearing about what we were doing and like, 
you know, most of the time it's, we heard what you're doing with the used beds. We love you. You give back to the community. The used beds aren't costing any money. Um, the, the people are donating and people just like the idea. I mean, outside of the recycling factor, which is another whole entity of this yeah. is that I'm, 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 having, I'm running a purposeful business, a meaningful business as, as directly giving back to the community. And, and it's, and it's changed our business on the forefront tenfold. I mean, I have a mattress firm in my town. It's, it's nice to have a, some competition in the town and stuff, but like, I've been so ingrained in this for the past five plus years. And then, you know, even pushing the family business aspect for the past 10 years, and we've been in business 20 total years, the relationships and the networking and the, and the amount of people that I know in the area and the, and the, the, the people that are working at the homeless shelters and like the, the word of mouth is so phenomenal. It's not a day that goes by that somebody comes in to buy a bed. How did you hear about us? Oh, well, we know what you do with the old beds, or we know that you give back to the community or one of the, other quick sticking stories. My first charity annual event. Um, this will, and I got a text message, but it's he, uh, the guy that was going to do the uh, drone footage for my first charity event. I was really trying to do something cool. Backed out the day before the event. My first fundraiser. Now this coming year, October twenty first, will be our fourth fundraiser. So this is the first year, um, and he backed out. So I was scrambling to find somebody. Somebody put me in touch with this dude named Bobby Hancock, who's a professional photographer. And I said, hey, I really need to hire you for this. Please tell me how much it's going to be. I want to get you on board for tomorrow. He was able to do it. <clears throat> I was like, please tell me what I owe you. He's like, nothing. You don't owe me anything. Um, six months ago, my dad's house burned down and you gave him beds. And man, whew, <laughs> let me tell you, that, that, that pulls your skin off and your yeah. hairs up on your arms a little bit. I had, I had no correlation nor connection. But just, yeah, yeah, was, that, that, was a, that was a cool sticking point. That's happened numerous times now to people that have came in and bought beds to a family member I have helped people walk in the store and, and, you know, we've got to a point where we have a decent amount of donations and stuff coming in that, you know, I'm able to help out gold star spouse families or injured veterans, or somebody comes in, you know, the other day and they were expecting to pay for a, a bed and, and they're, they had brought in a child. They are fostering a child they were hoping to adopt, but they needed a bed for them and they were planning on paying for it. But I was like, no, no. I mean, adoption obviously is not near and dear to me. Um, yeah. But for the pure fact is like, they're already like, I know the expenses and the hassle and just the heart to adopt and the willingness to adopt. I was like, no, it's, they came in to pay. At, and I was like, you know, we, we, we'll cover it. Like not a big deal. Like we'll take care of that. It is a big deal, but like, that's not what you need to be spending your money on like right now. So let me take care of you. So I have the opportunity to just, somebody walks in the door for an elderly grandfather or somebody who's maybe, maybe sickly or terminal to just like, just decline their payment and just do that every once in a while too. It's just a, it's a, it's a good genuine feeling. And I've been able to be blessed to, to provide such a huge um, and such a plentiful entity of a mattress that because the quality of sleep is so important and to sleep on a bed in general is so important. Yeah. And so, you know, I found a lot of just, yeah, no, <laughs> you get it. You can hear it. I No, I love it, man. I, I, and I love the story about the the photographer because you know, I feel that, um, you know, things, things like that tend to work out, you know, when, when I feel that people and businesses are truly being authentic and genuine with wanting to help or do the right thing, you know, those things just seem to come around, you know, um, and, 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 you know, we see a lot of companies today that, you know, come the end of the year, November, December, they got to do a write-off and they write some big check to a charity or something. Hey, we're donating X, Y, Z. And it's like, great. Hey, charities need money. Organizations yeah. need money. But there's a difference between what I call experiential giving, right? Which is something right. that that involves 
everybody, right? So the reason why I love your story so much is because it really is an experience. A guest walks in your store, they make a new purchase. They know, hey, you know what? I, I bought this other Tempur-Pedic eight years ago. This thing's fine. You know, those things never, it'll probably look the same in 40 years, you know? And we had a protector on it. Like now I know because I'm buying this <laughs> yeah. purchase, right? Like they're gonna donate this and then someone in need is gonna get my bed and everybody wins. Everyone feels great, you know? And then this person gets this Tempur-Pedic that may be sleeping on the floor or whatever, going through a rough time. It's a win-win for all, you know? And that's what I love about it. So. Let me ask you this. So imagine, do you, I mean, I'm assuming, you know, you grew up in sales. Like, have you ever done an elevator pitch? Like as a practice or a sales technique where you had to like pitch something <laughs> in three seconds? Pitch, yeah, I have. All right. So imagine this. Okay. So we're going to get into an elevator. Okay. I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be top floor. So you've got literally 30 seconds. I walk in, I ask okay. you what you do. You tell me, I tell you what I do. You know, I'm a business owner. Tell me in 30 seconds why I should create a giving program for my business why you should Are create you a giving program yes so i'm, I'm telling Hold you on. and i oh i heard about you i know how you do giving back and do the mattresses like well that's cool why, why should i do that with my business because if you're if you have a business in a town you open a company i don't care what it is if you're expecting that town to support you and support your business and you're not doing anything to support that town then why are you in business? What is your purpose behind outside of a bottom line and just making profits? Your, your, your purpose should be to give your employees something they want to be a part of and a purpose to be a part of and to give something back to the community that's not so fortunate. Because I guarantee no matter where you're living, you can find a way to give back. And it doesn't matter if you're selling food, cars, mattresses, or anything like that. If there is a if you are selling something, there is a way for you to help your community in a genuine manner, not to do it for profit. And in the tenfold of things, it will in turn help your business because that's just how the world works and take care of because other people matter. That's what it just comes down to. It's the right thing to do. Bing. Don't expect to make profits. Nice, man. I love it. Boom. So so you just keyed in on. You like that? On, yeah, I love it. I would be sold. I'd be like, I got to do it, right? Uh, so you just keyed in on something that I really love, which is, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, it doesn't matter what business you're doing, you know, like there, there's always a need, a community need, you know, and, um, and I want to give you an opportunity because I know that you have some really, really exciting news coming up on something that you're doing. Um, and, and I want to give yeah. you an opportunity to talk about it a, um, but before you do, I want to preface it with this, which is, you know, one of the purposes of doing this podcast, you know, especially this, this, um, theories called recycled dreams, right? Where we're talking to people like Keith um, is really that we want to challenge business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and we want to motivate you guys to understand that you can employ a giving back program um, in lieu of a lot of the things you do now, but get back the same returns. You know, I love the example of, of you know, generally in, in a lot of companies, you know, if you think retail, you think, you know, automotive, you think these different things, all these places generally drive traffic in by sales, right? So they put products on sales, put products on sales. So you're, you're, you're paying all this money for an advertisement and then you're discounting the product because you got to get people in the door, right? So then you're losing out the money to the advertising, then the money to the discount, and then you're making X. But when you do philanthropy, or things like this, right? Where you're driving this through a Facebook or through your nonprofit, all of a sudden you're now driving guests into your store, but now you're, you're not discounting anything, correct? You're just selling your normal products. But because of what you're doing on the back end, you know, you end up drumming all this business. And so 
I really want to give you know Keith an opportunity to tell you guys what he's doing right. because I think a lot of you out there could actually uh, benefit drastically from this. So tell us about. So very early stages, but um, you know this is a program that dreams for all. It's like how can I how can I help more people? How can I take something? How can I do what I'm doing? I think it's very easy to just, I've been doing this reps for five years, growing a charity and, and my company and, and the family business and the family name. And, and you know, this past year, think a few things have kind of come to the forefront of me. It's like, this is, this is something we can scale. Um, and to scale, I mean that we are, we are in the early conversations and playbooks and business models of taking this to a national level of being able to help not just our community, but giving any mattress store, locally owned family mattress store, the opportunity to take our program and build our network to where you can help your community. This isn't going to benefit my business. I'm going to, we're going to be franchising out <clears throat> dreams for all foundation as a 501 C three. And to take this entity, use your existing used mattresses. You're already getting back and show you the program and how it works to give back to your community. You cut your advertising back. It's going to save tons of landfill space. You're going to help, local families not sleep on the floor. This is this is dire to set your business apart. As the Dos Marcos have talked about, how do you set your company apart? We well, we all are in this in this ship together. We're all, we're all a local family store in some different place. We're all a company in some different area trying to figure out how to be different. Well, we we can be different, but we can also be so tied together like we're trying to grow this industry to be and do back for better than just the bottom line and for the good of people is that we're getting used beds back. And we are, and there is a way to make those used beds extend the life of that mattress and help a local family in your town get off the floor. A local family who just lost their house due to fire. A local family whose father may be dying of cancer. We can take an eight-year-old Tempur-Pedic, sanitize it in two hours, wrap it back up, and get it to a family that actually can use it and not waste space in the landfill. And we are going to show people how to do that. It's still... In the early stages of it, though, so I, I want it. This is this is this is going to be huge. We're working with the gentleman Mike Irwin, who runs two national nonprofits, and he's helping us get this thing to scale. And I've got a couple of young ladies here that are full time operations and an executive director that building this playbook out. Um, so if you if you show any interest, uh, you know, I'm sure Mr. Uh, Thornton here can put you in touch with me. Yes, so, absolutely. So a hundred percent. You know, so, so super, I will. Super you know, excited. Super excited to think about like, honestly, it's next level, you know, because really, if you think about, you know, even I love the term franchising too, because when, when you think of franchising, you're normally thinking of like, okay, this big conglomerate, I'm opening businesses, I'm going to markets where I'm taking over the local, you know, markets and taking over their local retail, whatever it is. This is like the exact opposite, right? Like literally I'm packaging up a way for you to give back to your community. So I've done the work. I've done the five years of legwork. Let me package this for you, give it to you. So then you can go and help, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love it. I can't wait for it to roll out. Um, and so tell, tell us, you know, um, how can, so how can actually people get hold of you? You know, so if they want to, you know, get some interest. Hey, I want to like, I know you're rolling out down the road, but I want to be a part of this. How can they reach out to you? How can they get a hold of you? Baby boy. Gideon, do number three, number three, do any day now. So I'll be taking some time off to, to, to 
acclimate and, and get our boys and everybody and just be together as a family. So I've yeah. got the charity kind of running itself with Amy and Brent right now. <clears throat> so the best thing is to just, if you are showing interest, like I said, we are in, the, I will say I was kind of like 50, 50, oh, I wanted to share this or not, because I, I know yeah. the traction it's going to catch. Um, but if you are showing early interest, we we're going to run a few pilot locations this year to test the waters on stuff. Um, so I will say I've already got one on board and, and it's, and, you know, so we may be open to possibly two to three more, but we're probably looking at a realistic launch date of beginning of next year. So this is super early, but it's, 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 as I just explained it, it, it's going to work. You're going to make a difference in your community, for your company, for your business. And it's not going to involve me. It's, I'm going to show you how to do what I have done here in your town. And, and, and the, the, you're going to send your own employees on deliveries. You're going to have your dreams for all gear. You're going to have the feeling of giving somebody a mattress who's never been able to afford one. Somebody who just lost everything to a fire, whose insurance is not going to pay out to take a mattress that you just got from a delivery, from delivering a whole house full. You picked up four beds, putting it in somebody's home. It beats any $10,000, $5,000 mattress sale you'll ever do. And I'm going to show you how to do it. Dude, yes. Love it. Um, well, Hey man, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, I think, as I mentioned yeah. at the beginning, you know, this concept of what you're doing is exactly what recycled dreams is all about, right? It's about highlighting, you know, people, companies, businesses who are basing, um, their business model around giving back. Because at the end of the day, I can tell you this, cause I, I see it every day that, and, and it's growing, which is people want to deal with companies who are giving back. It's just what we want to do. So what I want to do, it's what my family wants to do. And that's skewing younger, right? So what's the biggest buying generation in the world, you know, going to be? It's with the millennials, right? They're, they're the ones working now. They're the ones getting these measure higher paying jobs and what they care about this. It's important to them. So if you're a business out there, please get a hold of me, get a hold of Keith, figure it out. There's plenty of things you can do to give back. And um, I'm going to have a little bit of a, a BT take coming up in a minute where I'm going to summarize all this, but I will tell you, um, I can show you some really good and amazing data from the last five years I have as well about comparing giving events versus events when you're just selling product. And at the end of the day, you can drive the same amount of traffic um, and all that money you would spend on discounting products, you can put towards giving events. So, you know, when you create win-win-win scenarios, in my mind, that's long-term. So once again, man, I really appreciate it, Keith. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast. Uh, and good luck with uh, baby number three. You're going to be outnumbered. Oh, I know, man. So, but yeah, just, uh, just exactly what Brett said. It's a, uh, once you, once somebody comes in and supports your cause, you have a lifelong customer forever. You are building it. You're investing in a relationship in your community. That's going to last forever that people move out of state and they buy beds from me because of what we do. There's no, yeah. it, it, it's an amazing thing. And I'm, and I'm so blessed to be able to be able at my age to be able to do something and create something like this. Uh, super excited for, um, and I know you're probably going to put stuff in the comments and stuff, but the, um, if you want to kind of follow some of the things that I'm doing, I'm on Instagram, Keith.mattress.therapist and then dreams for all foundation as well. But you can also email us if you are interested in becoming our, one of our pilot, <laughs> pilot locations. I'm announcing this right now. I'm gonna, oh man. <laughs> no, man. Um, Amy and Britt aren't here right now, though. So, uh, dreams for all 17. So, dreams the number four all 17 at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to us, um, and just give us a follow on IG, just watch what we're doing. I'm, I'm constantly trying to keep the balance of, of 
work life balance and we know how much it melts together these days. So you want to have yeah. a purpose where you work and where you give. So invest in us. I appreciate you, Brett. Awesome. Appreciate you, buddy. Have a good one, man. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Just Stories with BT. For more podcasts and audio stories, head over to fam.news. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts.